Welcome to Best Threesome Ever, a podcast discussing all things revolving around nerdy pop culture. Probably not what you were expecting, but it's just as fun. Now here are your hosts, Nick, Rob, and Kevin. Motherfucking ball-ass shitty titties. Ball-ass shitty titties. (laughs) Fix it and post! Exactly. All right, here we go. Best threesome ever. Episode 104 brought to you by Heroic Goods and Games in Minneapolis. I'm Nick. I'm Rob. I'm Kevin. And here we are once again, uh, broadcasting from our secret layers in the wonderful days of the lock-in or whatever you want to call it. What's like week 307 day 90 something. I don't know. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah some math, the math checks out. Math checks out. It's fine. <laughs> your your penchant for hyperbole is unmatched, Nick. I know. It's a gift. I, it, it is a gift. <laughs> yeah, but it's like that that gift from that one relative you have. It's socks, but it's not good socks. It's just sensible wool socks. I like wool socks. Me too. I'm just saying it's like it's not a bad gift, but it's also not necessarily what we wanted in the first place. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure where to go with that. Uh, so, anyways, so now that we've been locked in for uh, like nine million days, what have you guys uh, been binging? Been binging anything? Watching anything? Quite a few things, actually. Yeah, what have you been watching? Um, we watched uh, through quite a few things. Uh, we obviously just finished uh, season three of Westworld. Outlander just finished, season. but we weren't able to watch the finale of that. Uh, in one day, we watched the entirety of. Oh, I'm blanking about Hollywood. Yeah, uh, How which that, by the way? I, I hugely suggest. It has a little bit of the uh, wish we could have when it comes to Hollywood's past. Uh, mm-hmm. So you have to go into it with the knowledge that this is an alternate, an alternate universe, though it does have uh, people playing people who actually existed, um, mm-hmm. as well as some characters that didn't, um, much like uh, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, you know the the main guy who's like this up-and-comer in Hollywood does not exist, uh, but he's sort of an amalgamation of like uh, Marlon Brando and um, Futzbum Waller. What? Futzbum Waller. Uh, No, like James Dean and um, you know, that kind of 60s, uh, 50s, 60s? Yeah, the well, like late 40s, early 50s. I think it takes place um, oh gosh, uh what came out? I'm trying to remember, like the award show that they went to, like what just came out um, that was like up for an award, uh, like Great Expectations. It's about oh, that okay. time. Gotcha. Um, yeah, very, very good. Um, also, just like also in a day, binged uh, the entire series of Upload, mm-hmm. uh, starring Robbie Amell, uh, Stephen Amell's brother mm, okay. uh, uh, from Green Arrow. Yep, who was also in um, a, a little movie on Netflix with. Uh, Steve Amell, but yeah, it's uh, it's kind of based off that black. I, I don't know if it's based off of, but it's in the similar you know vein as that uh, Black Mirror episode where there's like a digital afterlife where you can be uploaded to that, and it's about you know the disparity of you know the the rich people's digital afterlife versus poor hmm. people's digital afterlife kind of a thing, right? And uh, you know the he dies kind of in the first episode and has to get uploaded. But then they found out that he may have been murdered because he was trying to basically create a freeware version of the digital afterlife. <laughs> uh, lots of intrigue. Very, very funny. 
well performed by everyone. Yeah, there's uh, just great characters in it. Uh, so I highly mm-hmm. suggest it to anyone you know who where where are those is found? of our audience anyway. Right, right, right. Where are those found? Um, so upload can be found on Amazon Prime, and mm-hmm. Hollywood can be found on Netflix. Oh, I'm just looking no. over Netflix right now, um, and uh, or looking over the Hollywood uh, miniseries, and it is created by Ryan Murphy, mm-hmm. same guy who did um, American Horror Story. Yep. Hmm. And then um, the the last thing we're still in the middle of, I think we're in the middle of season two, but we started watching um, uh, Dead to Me with uh, Christina Applegate and um, Linda Cardellini um, from Married with Children and Scooby-Doo, respectively. Oh, nice. And it, it's produced by Will Ferrell, but has none of the Will Ferrell tendencies in it. But it did have one small homage to Anchorman. And I thought that was kind of funny. Is Will, Smith, is Will Ferrell in it? No. Oh, and neither is Will Smith, for that matter. Neither is Will Smith. No, correct. No. Uh, but no. James, Mar- uh, what's funny is uh, James Marston is, and uh, he plays uh, Linda Carnellini's uh, ex-fiance. So it's kind of fun watching Cyclops and Velma make out because I'm like, there has to be fanfic <laughs> of this somewhere. <laughs> Got to be. Got to be. Fair if enough, not, yeah. Megan, if you're listening, write it. <laughs> yes, actually, yes. That is the exact person I would want to write that. Holy Extra God. lemony, please. <laughs> I know the terminology. Ew. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have to Google that later. I don't recommend it. it I, the you, lemony fan fiction just means fan fiction that includes sex scenes. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did know that. Rob, is that all? Is that you watch anything else, Kevin? Are you binge anything else? Uh, it- uh, no, but uh, you know, it's uh, d- dead to me is what I'm currently working on. So, how is that? Nice. Uh, it's good. It really? parts of it kind of remind me of you. Um, not not you, you, but you, the show, you. Yeah, I know. I'm basically my own show. I understand. But yeah, it, it kind of has that vibe to it sometimes. The little bit of a, a you know, the, the character is sort of inner monologue a bit and that sort of stalking and obsession and intrigue and, ooh, what's going to happen? And how's it going to get out of this one? Mm. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, I keep seeing the uh, the, the previews for that, uh, that upload show, which looks kind of interesting. Um, kind of see where they wanted to go with that. Kind of reminds me of, what was that, uh, Johnny Mnemonic? Yeah, a little bit. Except wasn't that? Except that <laughs> was, was more not like terrible, were, right? Like if Johnny using, Mnemonic was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were using it for like a drug. Like it was more like a, a an illegal download that you would, it, which often reminded me of that uh, Star Trek episode with the the vision things from Riza, where it was more like it would mess with your brain and make you like whatever you know, super high or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways. Uh, so I, maybe it's absolutely nothing like uh, Johnny Mnemonic at all, but uh, so good yeah, stuff there, Nick. Good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, if you have Amazon Prime, uh, it obviously includes Amazon Video. Uh, put it on your TV. Rate meow. Which one is this again? <laughs> the what? Which which one are you talking about again? Uh, upload is is upload. probably my highest recommendation. Okay, and that one's on um, Amazon. Yep, that one's Amazon Prime. Uh, Hollywood is okay. also amazing. It just you have to be in the mood for it because it can get kind of heavy. Sure. 
it's a Ryan Murphy project. I'm yeah, about it's, it's all about, uh, you know, the old Hollywood with race and homosexuality. And yeah, it's like the thing I like about Ryan Murphy projects is it sucks you in with the concept and then slams you directly in the face, uh, neck and chest with just a, a whole cum shot of reality. <laughs> You're welcome. Alrighty. You're wow. welcome. Yeah. Wow. Uh huh. Yeah. But yes, uh, Ryan Murphy, I think, is a master of the bait and switch, where you think you're going to get this nice, happy, fluffy thing, and then <laughs> tragedy. <laughs> Rob, are you are you binging anything? Uh, I just I had to pull up my uh, my my Netflix queue to 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 see them all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So. I did a re I I've started a rewatch of the Arrowverse. Yeah. Yeah. Chronologically. Oof. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's a lot of watching. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm in season three of arrow currently. Hmm. Um, and I've already jumped over to, uh, the crossover episode with the flash, but that was the only, like, that's the only flash I've watched so far. So I'll, um, I'll probably once this once I'm done with season three of Arrow, flip back over to uh, season one of Flash, uh, and then from there, then it gets tough because then it's Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl all at once, and then those pesky crossover episodes which you have to watch them in a specific order. Oh God, yeah, just, hmm. yeah, which is really frustrating, but worth it. Um, uh, and then it gets worse. I like, I'm aware that it'll get worse, uh, once Batwoman and Black Lightning show up in the, in the continuity, which I know isn't until the most recent series. Well, uh, Batwoman actually, um, oh, she shows joined... up in Elf Worlds, doesn't she? Yeah. She showed up last year, but her show didn't start until this year. Black Lightning yeah. didn't become part of the Arrowverse until this crossover. He originally was not supposed to be part of it. Yeah, no, I remember that. Is. <laughs> Which I hmm. dig. And yeah, Supergirl super technically dig. wasn't either. Hmm. The what? Supergirl was, wasn't supposed to really be either. And then uh, they decided to do the multiverse thing. Also, she came over from CBS, but yeah, and that's that's why it's because she was on CBS. But they did have one crossover episode with the Flash, just to kind of give it that. Oh, ha ha ha! We could do this if we wanted to, but then you know CBS was like, "Eh, we don't want this show anymore." And CW was like, "Dibs." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which I'm mm. fine with. Which is why I'm glad they kind of did the universe squish, because now they don't need to deal with this stupid, you know, multiverse crap anymore. <sighs> right. Ugh. But I am like that. That is the reason I'm I'm uh, doing a chronological run uh, is because I want to get to um, Crisis miniseries. Hmm. Yeah, and that's and that's the one I've been excited to see for years. Obviously, it's one of my favorite comic book storylines as well. And you guys know me. I'm not much of a DC dude, but I've always liked Crisis. Hmm. The original Crisis on Infinite Earths. Earths. Yeah. But, oh, uh, other things I'm binging. Um, West Wing is always on playing somewhere from playing video games, probably. But we restarted Last Kingdom as well. And that Hmm. just got a new season a couple weeks ago. 
Uh, I am under strict orders to start watching that show because <laughs> the new season I, came out and I have to catch up so we can watch it together. I I can't imagine who uh, gave you those strict orders. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole lot of, you know, handsome man butt in that show, and it is great. Who's handsome man butt? There's a lot of it. Oh. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's um, the, the main character is handsome man butt. Ah, okay. There yeah. Yeah, so you get to see his man butt a lot, but you also get a whole lot of, you know, ass and titties. Ass and some titties. Ass and, ass and titties. titties. Yeah. A little uh, bit of uh, Robbie Amell man butt, too. In upload, just FYI. Oh, well, these are good things to tell me. I, I appreciate you. Also, I rewatched uh, Who Kill Who Framed Roger Rabbit the other night. Mm-hmm. And oh, I I know holds up alarmingly well. It it does hold up alarmingly well. However, I think I liked it more as a kid. Well, I mean, yeah. and perhaps it's because I'm a cynical podcaster who now has to look at the the insides and outsides of um, how things are made. Uh, yeah. But, but it is, it, it's hmm. jarringly obvious where the studios uh, demanded certain aspects of, <laughs> of their characters portrayed on film. And that's fascinating to me. Hmm. Um, but it did, it did suck me out of the movie. Like uh, when Daffy Duck is on screen with Donald Duck and when Bugs and Mickey are on screen together and like knowing, knowing the insider story behind that now is like, Oh uh, yeah, I, wish I didn't know that. <laughs> I wish I was 10 again. and didn't know any of that stuff and could just go, wow, Bugs and Mickey at the same time. Yeah. Now I can find Bugs and Mickey at the same time as an adult, but it means something totally different. Yeah, um, ignorance is sometimes bliss, especially uh, when you're a child and you just don't get it and you're just excited to see what's on the screen and the cartoons or whatever it is that you liked. So, Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think that's actually all I've been binging. Um, mm. I gotta, there's got to be more. Oh, The Crown. We finished <laughs> up The Crown. Which one is that again? That's That's the one where... It's the one about the current queen when she was younger with uh, Doctor Who, right? Yep, that's the oh. one. Yeah, okay. And then the the most recent season has uh, the queen's sister played by um, Bellatrix Lestrange, who's great. Hmm. It's fun. fun. She's fun. I just unfortunately watched uh, that movie version of Les Mis, which she was in yesterday. I was reminded of that monstrosity, and I don't know why <laughs> the- I continued to watch it. The is that the the Russell Crowe one? Yes. Yeah, that's the one. I forgot she was in that. Yeah, she plays the innkeeper's wife. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. With uh, what's his name? What's his Borat? His Borat. Yeah. It's Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name for the life of me for some odd reason. That's fine. You don't need to. It's Borat. I mean, there are certainly parts of that movie that are okay. Uh, and in so, a couple parts that are like, oh, that was kind of cool, and then the rest was just kind of like shite. So, I I'm especially, sorry. I especially enjoy their version of uh, uh, "Hear the People Sing." Yeah, I and I, I, I really appreciate the way that they approached this whole movie because, like, with most sing along movies or musicals that are movies, they record it beforehand. Sing-along. Yeah, 
and then uh, and then they go and they film it, and then they have to remember what emotions they felt when they were singing it, you know, two months prior. And they filmed sure. well, this one. They had a piano player off camera, and they wore little earpieces, so they were actually recording what they're live singing. So, and this is the first time any movie has done that, which innovative and great and they could you know they could get different feels for it and and get in the moment and take different takes which i think is great right and a lot of close-ups one person close-ups and then just keep the camera there and it drove me insane but um it it was it was what it was and there was like i said there's some good parts but and i'm sorry for anybody that likes that movie if you don't agree with me i'm it is what it is anything else that you're binging rob um no i think that's it for me Mm, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I uh, I finally got around to watching Carnival Row, which is something we talked about a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anybody else anybody else has watched it. Yes, no, no, no. Yes. Yeah, you did watch it. Yeah, I, I watched the whole first season. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, cool. Yeah, it was okay. It was <laughs> not. I I, liked it. I I didn't hate it. I. How do I describe it? It was the story. Um, it was interesting. Like, okay, there was one part of the story that I found interesting, but the rest of it was kind of like, eh. You know, it wasn't, it didn't, at the end of each episode, I didn't feel like I needed to watch the next episode. You know, like with a really good show that you want to binge, you're like, oh God, I got to watch the next episode. Oh God, I got to watch the next episode. Um, with this one, it wasn't really that it was kind of like, oh, I kind of want to see what happens, but if I don't get around to it tomorrow or the next day or the next day, I'm okay with it. Um, so it probably took me longer to watch than it probably than a normal show that I would enjoy did. Um, it wasn't horrible to watch though. I would recommend it if it's something you want to watch. It does speak a lot of, I don't know, ra- a different form of racism. Cause obviously they're different races, uh, or not races, creatures. Oh, what, would that, would that be a race? If you're an elf? Oh, no, they don't really have elves. They have fairies and pucks. Um, yeah, it's it's a thinly veiled uh, discrimination story. Oh yeah, something, something allegory, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's correct. Yeah, <clears throat> and a little bit of classism as well, and it's over exaggerated classism, or probably what happened, you know. And it's set in a kind of a fictitious place, and so that's that's fun. A lot of the camera stuff was kind of cool, but other than that, it was. Eh, it was okay. And like the, some of the creatures were interesting and some of the mythology that they got talking about was kind of interesting, but it was, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. So like I said, worth a watch, but if you don't get around to it, that's okay too. Other than that, I've just been binging, um, a lot of like behind the scenes stuff, like with theater and theater shows and movies and, uh, you know, like the special edition type stuff. And, found this really cool group that did a bunch of stuff behind the scenes with Hamilton, like actually talked to like the audio, the audio tech and they were standing behind the soundboard and they were talking about all the cues and everything. So I was super nerding out about that and like microphones and lighting. I was just about to say, it's really nerdy. Yeah, it was, it was extremely nerdy. Like it's impressive. It's, it's insane. Uh, and, and then they were talking to the girl that builds all the mics for them. And like they're she's like, yep, we have two mics on Hamilton and they're double mic'd and this and that. And, She's like she make she hand makes all of the microphones for the actors, like all the the earpieces, and like puts the two mics together, and just it's crazy. So and there she's like, yeah, we only have like a hundred some odd microphones, you know, blah blah blah. So 
Um, so there was that. And then I was really got into the, just recently the Disney plus channel released the behind the scenes on Mandalorian Mandalorian. Uh, Oh, sure. And I watched those. Uh, they're cool. And it blows my mind. I have to go and I have to go back and watch Mandalorian because it blows my mind that a majority of that was filmed on, for lack of a better term, uh, like a giant video screen. It's like set video screen all around you, and that's the set. And it it blows my mind that most of the 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 film or most of the show is filmed like that. And I'm not just talking about like interior stuff or spaceship stuff. Like when they're standing on one of the planets and it's supposed to be dunes in the background and stuff. They're on a sound studio with some sand on the stage and a big video monitor behind them. It's it it it's absolutely amazing. Um, oh my god! You know what that means, right, Kevin? What? They filmed a TV series. <sighs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Nick. <laughs> it's okay. You made the joke. It's your your joke, man. Uh-huh. You can hit him next time we see him. I won't say. Yeah, no, you just, <laughs> that's totally fair. I I deserve I deserve to get punched directly in the chest. But one thing they do on this show also is they talk to all of the directors, uh, all of the creative directors that are in charge of the entire first season, and like their process and kind of the stuff that they went through and how they kind of got involved and their backgrounds. And um, first of all, I totally missed the part point part where Bryce Dallas Howard directed an episode or two um yeah so did i i didn't like i i also watched the um the the behind the scenes thing and uh, i was surprised to discover that yeah 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 yeah. uh and so but my my the thing that i took away the most from it was at the very last part of the second episode i think there's going to be more episodes but the very last part of the second episode uh they're talking to uh Dave Filoni, who's one of the directors and also I think he's a producer as well, um, who is like the star. He's like the Star Wars guru uh, on set. Um, he's he's the Christopher. Oh, fuck. Who played Saruman in in uh, Christopher Lee? Yes, he's he's the Christopher Lee of Lord of the Rings to the to the Star Wars universe here because Christopher Lee was a huge uh, Tolkien scholar. And I think he was friends with him, too. He was. But anyway. So he really understands it. But then he was talking about, and it's something that I've never been able to put into words. And he finally was able to describe what I've been feeling for a long time. And he specifically talks about Duel of the Fates. And he talks about how that's, he's like, it's not just a fight. You know, yeah, it's a cool lightsaber fight. But it's really, that whole sequence is really about Anakin. And the whole thing is, is, duel of the fates the fate of anakin and if qui-gon wins the battle then it's going to go one way you know it's going to his life is going to go one way but on the other hand obi-wan wins his life is going to go another way where obi-wan never really wanted to train him but kind of got stuck with him and qui-gon really did and wanted to be that father figure and kind of wanted to you know tell the jedi council to be like uh screw your rules because that's kind of how he was as a person uh i'm gonna go do my own thing and train this dude and so it it, and he, he goes on and very beautifully describes the whole sequence of that scene and how it carries on and that story arc and all of that carries on to all of the other movies all the way up to the end of episode six. And it just it, it's 
it's it was really beautiful how he describes it. And I, I'm not even going to try to paraphrase everything that he said. You have to watch it, and and it's it's beautiful. And he makes a lot of good points about um, like things that I had issues with, even in uh, episode nine. You know, with like, well, how did Kylo Ren turn from bad to good so quickly? And he quickly points out, he goes, well, Darth Vader kind of did the same fucking thing. If you if you think about it, he pretty much went from ultimate bad guy to be like, oh, shit, that's my son. I got to I got to do something. I got to I got to save him. You know, he he quick he turned kind of quickly, too. And uh, it's it was it was just. Yeah, I can't I can't put it into words. It was beautiful. I mean, it, it bring, brings a little tear to your eye. And also, as far as that goes, like, I know the novelizations aren't canon anymore, but there's been a lot of things that have basically described the dark side of the forest as, a like, a disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why Anakin went from good to bad so quickly. You know, he right. sure had his whiny moments, but he went from, you know, a, a frustrated Jedi to, well, I'm going to murder all these children in a very short period of time. And, you know, once, you know, once it hits you, it takes over your mind. And as yeah. soon as you are able to expel it, it's gone. Yeah. And 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 what brought into more light, too, was the fact that, yeah, all this stuff that used to be canon that's no longer canon, they're bringing a lot of it back. And mm-hmm. I'm sure they've rewritten it a little bit and they've changed it. And I at first I was kind of like, oh, why did they do that? And then I'm like, oh, OK, I'm OK with it. I'm OK with the fact at least they're trying to bring stuff back into light. I mean, because there are some great stories uh that the former canon what do you call it the old universe the old former it's called uh, extended universe i think it is yeah so there's a lot of great stories in there uh dark empire uh you know stuff like that uh, that they're starting to bring back which brings me to uh kind of our next point or our next thing that we should talk about so they made some announcements about uh casting for Mandalorian second season or sure some did. things. They sure did. So Boba Fett will be in it. Boba Fett. I'm, okay. <laughs> you have a I, feeling? I, uh, <laughs> I I I just I, I really enjoyed that you just called him Boba Fett. That was amazing. I called him Boba Fett all my life when I was a child, and I understand that maybe that wasn't the proper one, but like it's it's kinda like uh if you watch Man in the Iron Mask, how Leonardo DiCaprio pronounces Athos uh, like four or five different ways. Um, yeah, no, and and that's fine. No, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, jumping on your pronunciation. I'm jumping on the fact that in my brain, I just had the greatest image of what Bubba Fett looks like. <laughs> uh, red, let me tell red, you, his armor. Version. Yeah, yeah. His armor only comes to about halfway to his stomach, and then the rest is sort of just poking out with the beer belly a little bit. And he uses right. his blaster as a as a bottle opener. I love that. Oh. <laughs> it's just, or maybe there's a bottle opener put on on his armor, so he just has to like put it against his arm and just pop off the bottle. Yeah, like that's what the little antenna on his helmet is for. Oh, perfect. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and it's going to be played by uh, the gentleman who played Django Fett in episode two and three. I know this one. Can I do it? Sure. Timura Morrison. He was also the uh, dad in Moana. Yes, he was. Yeah. He, he was also. He was only Django Fett number two. Uh, he suffered a pretty bad case of head being chopped off at the end of that one, but he was still <laughs> the clone troopers in the third one. That's true. Oh, sure. 
and the voice they reused his voice in the remake of version 7.4 of the original series uh the or as the if you want to call the luke han uh leia trilogy they redid his voice they redid the voice of yeah and and so uh, yeah yeah, took out jeremy bullock Mm -hmm. which i guess cool i guess but i i I feel his son would have maybe had a different voice but whatever because he wasn't he wasn't i guess he was a clone but he was just an unaltered clone, right? Yeah. Yeah. One um, that would grow up at normal pace. Right. And of course, a lot of people are bitching about it because they're like, well, Boba Fett shouldn't be in it. I'm like, well, there was a story uh, about him jumping, flying out of, yeah, flying, <laughs> <laughs> flying out of the Sarlacc pit. So again, old canon bringing back to light that he probably escaped. So yeah, good, good on him. But more Which importantly, I was just saying, brings me to my favorite uh, part of this show. Kevin, what are your thoughts on Katie Sackoff being in the show? Of of who being in the show? Katie Sackoff. Um, fine. All right, cool. I was never, I'm not a Battlestar Galactica guy, and I know she's in other stuff, and I find her to be a very, very cool, nerdy actress. Um, But like the thing she's most known for is Battlestar Galactica, and that was just never my jam. Yeah, me too. No, that's fair. Um, which actually, Sorry, that's I didn't exactly have a better reaction. Go ahead. No, I, I wanted to sidestep the obvious uh, Boba Fett rant. You could go on. Oh, well, he still can. But that was going to be my next point was bringing her up because the part that she's playing is fucking huge. Oh, yeah, it's big. <clears throat> because for those that don't know, the part that she's playing, uh, Bo Katan, was the last person known to have the dark saber. So bringing her into the show means they're going to really talk about the dark saber, which is yeah. fucking awesome. And I don't know if they, I don't know if they're going to do it as a flashback because it was I don't it would be before the Mandalorian took place technically because um, it was kind of around the Jedi uh, Darth Maul was still alive because he took over Mandalore and I forget the all, all the Spoilers, details. Spoilers, everyone! If you haven't watched. Uh, <laughs> Clone Wars or Rebels yet, like I haven't. Oh, well, I didn't know that that was in those shows. I just know that that's the story. Um, A man named Brady. Sorry. It had to be done again. But yeah, so they're going to, they're going to obviously talk about the Darksaber, which I'm fucking super excited about. Because the Darksaber is really cool. It is really cool. That's why we got to see it at the end of Mandalorian. Spoiler everyone, if you haven't gotten there yet. I hope they have by this point. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin, if I spoiled something for you. Fine, just give you shit. Okay. Um, but yeah, and it's it, and it's cool because she she voiced the character for those animated series as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's reprising the role, right? And her sister is Satine, the mm. aptly named character love interest for Obi Wan after oh. Mulan Rouge, which I also watched a couple days ago weird um who i would truly enjoy if they cast nicole kidman as if they decide to throw her into the (laughs) open series that would would be it would be fun i she she i mean the the animated person kind of looks like her so she could it's based off her well good i'm glad they did something right and made some (laughs) sort of reference in there acknowledging uh other stuff other than their own but also speaking of Disney Plus, 
apparently, Hamilton will be streamed on there on July 3rd. July the movie, 3rd. The movie version that was supposed to be released in theaters has gone to Disney+. Plus. Yay! Yay! Fucking yay! Fucking yay, man. Yeah. yeah. That's that's how I feel about it. I I am not a, I'm one of those humans who doesn't think we should be so fucking precious about theater anymore. There are some people who can't afford a ticket. You know what you do? You film it, you put it on a on a screen and you put it out there. You're not losing anything if you've never seen it on stage in the first place. Like that and that's the biggest goddamn argument that I keep hearing that really fucking pisses me off is the idea that like a lot of these theater professionals are like, Oh, you lose something when it transfers from the stage to film. Not if you never saw it on the stage in the first place. I, I think they're talking. I think I, I, I know what you're saying and I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I think they're, they're talking about the more visceral reaction of uh, a scene, you know, like going to like a rock show. Yeah. You can, it's great going to like a rock show and you can also watch the same rock show on TV, but, there's just something about being there, I think, is maybe what they're referring to. But I, I, I look, I ahead. get that. I just, I, I get that. But it's it, it is pointless uh, to to sit there. It's no, it's it's elitist. It is elitist to sit there and say uh, filming it is a lesser form of art, so that you can charge me fifty dollars to uh, to get a seat way up in the nosebleeds, charge me $12 a goddamn drink for your D-list cast that you sent out on tour. Fuck you. No. At least for my $50, I'm getting nosebleeds at a Green Day concert for a concert. Okay? Yeah. Like well. that's that's my fucking problem right there is that they they expect us to feel grateful for the fact that we spent the same amount on a on uh, theater tickets as we did on a concert and we get the B squad. Fuck off. That's not. No, get out of here with your elitist bullshit. I I really I have opinions on this subject. Clearly, let me ask you this then. Uh, so, in the case of Hamilton, which was originally supposed to go to the movie theaters, but mm-hmm. clearly not going to happen. Uh, it's the original cast, um, but now it's going to Disney Plus. So you're going to watch it on your TV. Would you? What do you? What are your thoughts on like that kind of experience versus actually going to like a movie theater and seeing it on a big screen versus seeing it on your TV screen, which, you know, obviously people have different size screens. And so maybe you don't have the big jumbo TV um, to watch it on. Um, I mean, I'm kind of ambivalent on that as well, but okay. like that one, that one, I'm actually more neutral. Like, you know, when theaters open again, guess what's going to happen? It's probably going to go to the theater still, but you know, and they've done that before, like with, uh, producers comes to mind where they took a lot of, you know, obviously they took the big stars of the producers and obviously there've been plenty of stars, but the more, you know, Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane, and they put it to a, they put it on a film set and filmed it that way versus doing it on a stage. Do you have feelings either way about that or like rent? I know it's not a super, I know Kevin doesn't like rent, but just like that whole take, Take the take the show, put it on a movie set, and film it that way with all the same music and all that, versus seeing how we're going to see Hamilton, which was filmed on stage. Um, you you mean like a a movie musical adaptation of a play? Yes, I'm fine with that. Okay, 
I mean, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes uh, you get um, you, you get Chicago, and sometimes you get fucking rent. Les Mis. <laughs> Les Mis. Uh, late, yeah, Les Mis. I actually kind of dig on the um, adaptation of Les Mis, but mm. I think I like parts. Uh, I think I like more parts than you do. So, not that yeah. that's a terribly high bar to hop over, but. I was just upset about some of the little things like at the end where uh, Colin what's his nuts is singing the part or they took out Eponine's part of the end song, which is a beautiful trio uh, as Jean Valjean is dying and is dead and is seeing Spoilers, the ghost. God, sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> and they pretty much insist. And I'm not saying that uh, I can't think of his last name. Colin, the guy that originally played Jean Valjean. Um, I'm not saying the guy shouldn't be God because he's, pretty fucking amazing but the fact that they referenced the priest was god in the beginning i'm just kind of like okay but uh so kevin what are your what are your thoughts about hamilton coming to disney (laughs) i have literally only heard the soundtrack i have not seen a single scene of that in my life um and so i'm pretty excited to finally be able to watch it sure you know, I, I haven't had the opportunity prior to this, so it's right. I'm I'm a, I'm I'm on Rob's page with this. Okay, Perhaps no, not, not quite as um, extremist, but and I'm not just dis- not necessarily disagreeing because obviously when you you know you hear a soundtrack and you hear the original cast and then obviously nobody you know trying to afford a ticket to Broadway, let alone get to New York and stay there to see a Broadway show. Uh, is fucking balls ass expensive, and then you rarely get to see the original cast that you wanted to see or that you've heard and listened to the soundtrack a million times. So it, it, I do agree with you on that, Rob. Where, but you know, when I I saw it in Chicago, you know, a few months back, and it was it was still good. But I obviously I want would love to see it with the original cast. So I'm excited to see it with the original cast. I don't think much of the blocking will be different. But it's it's not about the blocking. It's obviously about seeing the original cast members do their thing, and so and not that the the, the cast that I saw in in uh, Chicago was horrible. The guy that played Washington was amazing, um, and actually I think well I, I have to see this movie version. But off the recording, which is all I've heard from the original cast, uh, the guy that played Washington was he, he that the Washington going home song was a lot more powerful from this guy than it was from the original guy. But that's just my opinion. So, yeah. And like, I've, I mean, as far as it goes, I've I've been fortunate in my life to have been able to see a couple of, you know, Broadway musicals with their original mm-hmm. cast. Not not full original cast, but, right. um, you know, for the most part, uh, leads in, you know, people who made the leads famous. Uh, right. You know, what got me into musical theater was Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I got to see that when Donny Osmond was doing it. I really? got to see Rent with Anthony Rapp and Adam Pascal in Fuck their you. parts when it, when it came I? here. And this is a music, this is, a, uh, you know, a show I don't even like, but I got to, <laughs> I got to see that because uh, Adrian had tickets. He's like, he's like, I know you don't, but do you want to? I'm like, I feel like I'd be a dick if I didn't go see it. So, right. Right, right. Would you, Why should I let somebody it? who will appreciate it go see it when I can? <laughs> when I can go see it and then faithfully bitch about it. <laughs> you can, you can. Act, people can respect your bitching more because you've actually seen it. 
I've seen it live with Anthony and Adam. God damn it. I have room to complain. Yeah. Rent is the only show that I've seen actually on Broadway with the majority, with pretty much the original cast, except uh, Tay Diggs was not there. He, his part was replaced by another guy who was phenomenal. And then I got to meet him afterwards. It was pretty cool. And I got their autographs. And I got this great picture of it. That one girl. You look amazing, Brown Bear. Like Tay Diggs. Hear that, Carla? Tay Diggs. <laughs> oh, scrubs. Oh, we forgot to mention that Sam Lloyd died. Oh, did we have to? Yes. Oh, yes. Because, oh, I mean, he's earned we, it. With as much as oh, we yeah. love scrubs, we absolutely have to mention it. I feel yeah, we, yeah. we should absolutely mention it. Um, yeah, so Sam Lloyd died at 56. Very sad of uh, complications with cancer. Yes, if I remember. I'm sorry, I don't have the article up. But uh, yes, it was. It was. Um, absolutely tragic. Uh, had a one-year-old at home. Had yeah. um, they, He had to do a fucking GoFundMe for his for his medical bills. And sad. that just that, that feels wrong to me. Absolutely. Absolutely does. Because he's, man, he was... The more I watch Scrubs, the more I, I fucking love Ted. I mean, he's he's got some really good, clever one-liners in there, and he's really funny. And I mean, and he's had some great parts and other stuff too. Um, but yeah, that that sucks when somebody that's successful has to do a GoFundMe for medical. That's that's it. It really pisses me off. I'm not even gonna lie a little. Um, so. It sucks. And it's it's funny because um, I've been watching Scrubs while I reorganized my room because I had to just shove an office in there. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, after, you know, the, the day after it happened, uh, you know, I went to press play on Scrubs and like what came up were some of the, you know, top hits of Ted's character in early Scrubs across like the end of season one and the beginning of season two. Um, like both of his, their you know their big um, peons uh, episodes with like the underdog and um, Charles in charge and what have you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and just the whole time, like, oh, I'm getting some bangers of Ted episodes, and I was I was pretty thankful for that. <clears throat> nice, nice, good old Ted. Mm. I will point out that that show and. Um, the Blanks' version of uh, that song is how I found out about Charles in Charge. Really? Yeah. I used to watch Charles in Charge on the Fox Network when it was originally airing. On the uh, Fox man- Network. I don't know why that made you sound like a geezer, but it did. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, boomer. That's, that's absolutely fair. Not the boomer, the geezer. Um <clears throat> But I mainly I watched. I didn't want to watch it. My brother did because Nicole Eggert was in it. Eggert. And Eggert. Yep. Uh, like suit. <laughs> oh. Really, really, yeah. really, really. Yeah. Right. I appreciate. I appreciated it, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, Nicole Eggert. She was in. Eventually ended up in Baywatch, but before that was in Charles in Charge, uh, and then she got a boob job, and then was in uh, Charles in Charge. Prior to that, was in a movie called Blown Away. Not the one about the firefighters, but another one that was about sex and stuff. So she gets very naked in that. Yeah, sex and naked. Yeah, it's not a good movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's it's pretty much your 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 like 
D-rated porn, you know, the, the Skinamax-esque type movie. So, Hot. yeah. So anyways, yeah, so that's why I watched Charles in Charge. But a lot of Scott Bayo, definitely a lot of Scott Bayo and Nicole Eggert. I actually liked the other girl, that the sister, that I can't remember her name. I liked her a lot better than Nicole Eggert. Nicole Eggert was kind of a bitch. Character, her character was kind of a bitch. Sorry, not her personally. Before somebody yells at me for calling somebody a bitch. So, speaking out, we went up in space, then we came down. And now we're going to go back to space because we have some trailers to talk about finally. Uh, which the first one is this little show called Space Force, which ironically enough, and I was saying this to Kevin right before we started recording, the preview for this show came out like two days before the actual United States military put out their recruitment video for Space Force. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, the TV, sh- the, the trailer for Space Force with... Um, um, uh, Stephen Crow. No, Steve, what fucking Jesus? I blew that one. Steve Crow. Steve Crow. Why'd I call him Steven? I don't know. Um, Steve Crow and Jane Lynch and some other heavy hitters. It looks fucking hilarious. And it's literally about how Steve Crow's, gen- he's a general in the Air Force. And they bring him into the Joint Chiefs and he's like, yeah, we're going to, I'm assuming the the defense minister, whatever his name is. It's like, yeah, we're going to start this new uh, program called Space Force, and uh, you're going to run it, and referring to Steve Carell, and then the hilarity that ensues after that. And I don't know. It looks pretty funny, especially the part where he starts singing Kokomo by the Beach Boys. <laughs> and what concerns me about this show is that anytime they take like a, like something that's going on currently mm-hmm. uh, that is very parried parry, parodyable, I don't even think that's the word, and attempt to parody yeah. it, it it Sorry, never really Nick. it never really goes well, yeah. um, like the the that's my bush show. Oh yes, yeah. on TV right. while he was still an awful wow. while Ooh. he was still in office was awful, that's and it, that's my concern is that it's it, it it's too soon because it's happening now. Like but, if this whole thing failed and they did it a few years after, then I think it would be different. Yeah, but. It, it, the, even the recruitment video doesn't really tell you what Space Force is doing other than if you can dream it, you can do it. It's kind of, you know. Just hanging we, brain. <laughs> True. Jesus Christ. I haven't heard that phrase in years. Welcome. Uh, yeah. But, I don't know. I It's uh, the creators of The Office and I forget what other shows. Um, but I don't know. I thought it looked kind of funny. Rob, did you watch the trailer? I did not. Okay, you're fired. <laughs> Jesus. Just That's kidding, all Rob. Cool. No, no. If I was going to fire you, I actually would have fired you a long time ago, I feel. Right? <laughs> right, yeah. I I would have assumed, like, after the second time I hadn't seen a movie in theaters. Well, no, it just became more ammo just to make fun of you for, so really. Yeah, I know. I'm fine with that. So, so then yeah, we'll, stick, we'll keep you around. Uh, well, I mean... Uh, Plus, who's just going to play our contrarian? Really, I mean, it's a hard role to fill. I, I don't know about that. I think you could find someone to do it, but not as as good as you, Rob. No, uh, you know, I think I think you could find someone. I think it's very could possible. Be a contrarian about this, Rob. <laughs> Rob, Thank I'm going to give you a thinly veiled compliment here. So just go with it, please. <laughs> I will not. Thank you. <laughs> I get what we were doing. 
<laughs> Thanks. Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. You Thanks. get me. So yeah, Space Gross. Force. Um, I guess we'll it, see. We'll see. Um, I mean, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I think it's coming to Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I think that's Netflix. And then uh, the other one uh, coming back down to earth, oddly enough, uh, is called the the King of Staten Island with the comedian whose name I can't think of. Who I just uh, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. And uh, who I just saw is a strong word. Well, the comedic actor. That that might be closer. Right. Uh, he's gotten in a lot of trouble for saying some stuff on Saturday Night Live. He was actually on an episode of The Rookie with Nathan Fillion. Uh, and he, I thought he did uh, that part really well and was actually really good. But yeah, he's got some history uh, about saying shit he probably shouldn't have, but he did. But uh, the, the trailer looks very... Interesting. It, uh, Kevin, can you describe it a little bit better than I can? Um, I mean, it has lots of Judd Apatow uh, isms. You know, you can tell it's going to be funny, but there's also going to be some pretty big emotions in it. Um, not going to lie, I got a little choked up watching it, but I mean, the gist of it is uh, his father was a firefighter who who died. Steve Buscemi's in it, uh, which I think is great. Yeah. And I think Bill is that was that Bill Burr playing the the stepdad. I think sure the, was. Mother's boyfriend. Yeah, uh, but like he, you know, all the his brothers and sisters kind of go off to actually make something of themselves. But he's kind of just you know a, a pothead. sort of a well, yeah, he's very Kevin Smithian uh, in Mallrats, do nothing slacker who's using you know the guise of his you know the tragedy of his dad and his mother's loneliness to kind of keep staying at home you know doing it for her and you know eventually the you know the the, the boyfriend kind of gets him to join the the fire department and some emotional yet hilarious shenanigans ensue mm-hmm. what well, and i think it's i think it's awesome that steve buscemi is in it and it takes place in new york um because as maybe people may or may not know steve buscemi was actually a new york firefighter well that's why i brought it up being i think it's great that he's in it oh gotcha <laughs> He's also a good actor, too. He is a very good actor. <laughs> I like him. Yeah, it looks good. But yeah, I, I feel like you were just saying, Kevin, that it's going to be a lot of humor, but obviously there's going to be a big heart pull uh, for the the father connection. And because there's that one line, I think Bill Burr says about, you know, your father, or no, maybe it was Steve Buscemi that says it, that it's okay that to know that your father was a hero because there are real heroes out there. Um, So... Uh, yeah, we'll see what the what goes, but it does it does look good. I I can't wait to see it. I believe that's Amazon Prime. No, I'm not sure, but I'm um, fascinated by the uh, the idea since um, well, Pete Davidson's own father was a firefighter and a first responder, and guess where he died? Nine eleven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. so that, that's I have a feeling there's going to be we're going to get some real emotion out of this kid. I now yeah. I'm looking forward to it even more. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably a lot. Um, so, hmm. I did not know that his dad died nine eleven. Did not know that. Oh wait, maybe I did know that because isn't some of his comedy kind of dark about that? And he's like, my dad died nine eleven. I don't think I've ever watched any of his actual stand up. I've only seen him on Saturday Night Live. Same. <sighs> I feel. Um, it was an interview or something. 
So, like, so there, I, I'm reading his Wikipedia article right now because I'm that guy. Classic. Uh, classic, yeah. Uh, On the fly he, research. Yeah, so he did a joke at the Comedy Central roast of Justin Bieber. That's where it was. He, yep, he did a joke at the expense of Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart uh, about their film uh, Soul Plane. Yeah. Davidson said called the film uh, Davidson called the film the worst experience of my life involving a plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, that's that funny. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, that's good. That's that's pretty good. That's yep. Yep. Pretty good. So yep. dark. <laughs> Jesus. Oh yeah. Wow. Alrighty then. Who? Yeah, you're uh, welcome. I don't know where it's going to be because it's. It. I mean, it's. It's supposed to be a theatrical release movie. So my guess is you're. If it doesn't come to theaters, like if they're not open by then, um, I know some are going to be able to. You know, depending upon where in the country, some are going to be able to start operating at half capacity again. But otherwise, you might be able to do like the the rent from home thing from like Fandango and what have you. <laughs> Yeah, and there's a big thing, and maybe we can talk about that in the next podcast, about the streaming service and AMC um, getting very oh, with, angry. Uh, with Universal, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So maybe we talk about that on another podcast. Cause it's, I, mean, I mean, I can give you my opinion in 30 seconds. Go for it. Less than 30 seconds. I can do it in five. Four, uh, three, I, two, I can even, uh, okay, six words. Shut the fuck up, AMC. Right on. Yeah. Bold statement. Yeah. I think that was about five seconds too. So congrats. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, man, thanks for that. Yeah. I don't know. I have feelings about it. I, I have to, I have to process it a little bit more though. Um, plus we're running out of time in this episode. So uh, speaking of movies, obviously everything was post pushed back, uh, which I just realized cause I saw a trailer for it somewhere. But um, by now, Black Widow movie was supposed to be on theaters. I'm sad because we didn't get to mm-hmm. see it. No, well, I mean we will still. It just got pushed back. I, mean, it's I not know. Like it's canceled. I know. So, but... no, we're not. We're not releasing it. Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, but I would. Also, I would also, riot. Are you, are, are you honestly sad about uh, Black Widow? Really, really, really? Because yes. I can think of a different movie. What? New, New Mutants. Mutants. New Mutants. I'll, I'll be honest. I was more excited about Black Widow because I don't know. I mean, yes, I was excited about Ju- New Mutants, but slightly more excited about Black Widow. New I'm Mutants more excited about New Mutants. Back. Yeah. How I'm, many I'm years now? Way more excited about New Mutants because A, we've been teased for it forever. Uh, B, it's new characters that I'm interested to learn about. C, it's supposed to start putting the bridge between the MCU and the Fox universe. Uh, D it's not about a bunch of people who I already know the character is dead. So why do I give a shit? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I think they, they, they missed the boat on black widow. Black widow should have come out years ago. Um, and mm-hmm. now that her character is currently dead. <sighs> neat. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no, now I mean- <laughs> And now you're doing an in-between movie? Yeah, it's kind of a weird time to do it. Yeah, give me... There are leagues of other great female characters that I would love to see uh, standalone movies of in the in the fucking Marvel Universe. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, but speaking of Marvel, the well, I don't think well, Spider Man still Mar. I don't know. Anyways, but Doctor Strange yeah. that movie was pushed back to twenty twenty two, and Spider Man into the verse into the Spider Verse two was also pushed back to twenty twenty two. Yep. Um, huh. So we got those to look forward to. The only thing that um, the only one that didn't get pushed back was Black Panther, and that's because it was still uh, in the works. So, right, sure, correct. Uh, anything else before we get to nerd grabs? Did I miss anything? Um, I think we got everything. I think we did. I mean, I know there's probably more on our list, but as always, we uh, kind of pick and choose the flow, the ebb and flow of the show, make it happen. All right, uh, then nerd grabs. Anybody got anything? Yes. No. Go for it, um, I, or I can, or I can go. I don't care. Whatever, I can go. Um, Do it. Do it. So I just uh, decided to splurge, um, you know, a chunk of my <clears throat> stimulus money on something I've been wanting to get for a while to make my uh, winners you videos that we do for VR shows easier with Ian. Uh, so I decided to spend the money on a VR system, and I got the HTC uh, Cosmos. Um, unfortunately, oh. like the day after getting everything all set up and installed and, you know, playing a little Beat Saber, I decided to, uh, while cooking dinner, wash a dish. How uh, dare you? Oh, oh, no. Which snapped in half. Uh, deeply lacerating my thumb, uh, almost turning it into a Pez dispenser. Uh, I currently have nine stitches in it. I have lost. Uh, I've lost a lot of feeling in it, um, and it has made video gaming very difficult. I bet. I'm, yeah, the pictures were pretty gruesome. Yeah, I. The top of it is still without feeling, but I'm I'm starting to get feeling mm-hmm. back in the pad of the thumb and uh, on the side a little bit. So I am hopeful, uh, like if the top of it by the nail continues to be numb, I don't see that as really affecting my gaming too much, but yeah, it, uh, needless to say, I can't hold, uh, the VR controller because of how it's designed. Uh, action games have been a little difficult, uh, so I can't really do those. Uh, I, I can do like mouse and keyboard pretty well, um, Mm -hmm. as long as they're not too, uh, flaily with like the mouse so like shooters are kind of out but like mmos are fine um and i can do like easy controller stuff like uh animal crossing and what have you uh but yeah i am i'm i'm frustrated i'm uh, a little nervous and hoping for the best um it, it it's and it's I, I don't even have anyone to blame you know it's much easier when i can blame myself when i was a chef Every time I would cut myself, because I was like, ah, I gotta pay more attention. The the knives uh-huh. will learn ya. But um, yeah, it was a freak accident. There's absolutely no one to blame. So I'm just uh, I'm trying not to wallow in that. Yeah, that sucks. Well, hopefully everything will come back. And then, I mean, like you said, if you're starting to get feeling now, that's a good sign. So but yeah, you know, waking up this morning to it being uh, so numb that when I put an ice cold can up to it, I couldn't feel anything was scary right Ooh. well it's only the day after so i mean you got hopefully it'll it just takes time and healing as you know from probably cutting yourself pretty severely in the past and that's the thing i've, I've never had the numbness last this long before oh, uh, really? normally like the novocaine and stuff lasts about three hours it can be up to eight but this was still like 12 hours later and it was still completely numb 
All right. So what did the what the doctors say? Are they giving you any at least promises? Like not promises, but good news or? Um, I mean, when uh, before he started stitching me up, um, and I I shouldn't even give him credit for the his PA did it. She was a very lovely person. Um, you know, he he poked around a little bit, moved it, had me do some stretches and um to see like what I could still feel, how well I could still move it. And he said, Mm -hmm. he's like, this should, this should be okay. And so that's, he was very optimistic about it. But the problem is, is I have to get a tetanus shot and I, I'm not sure where to get it because everywhere, um, that is taking non, um, COVID related cases only have the combination shot that has the pertussis vaccine. Uh, for oh, whooping right. cough, which I am allergic yep. to and can't oh, take. Because uh, no, no bueno. <laughs> um, so I'm 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 kind of struggling with that. <laughs> right, right. That sucks. Um, dentist? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that. Yeah, yeah. A dentist, Nick. That'll work. I basically oh, just have to start. Name? I have to I have to basically call clinics, see you know which type of patient they're seeing, and um, you know see if they have the the non Tdap just tetanus shot available. Sure. It's been <sighs> frustrating, right? Yeah. So they couldn't they didn't have anything at the place that you went to yesterday for the nope, stitches. All they all they had was the Tdap. Yeah, that sucks, man. That blows a big one, big fatty. We're all up and down in this uh, emotionally. This is an emotional roller coaster <laughs> on this episode. We're, I love we're it. Up down this inside. Will, this will finally get us that Emmy. Yeah, or there's probably some Webby award we can win. Nope, I nope. I, I've already called it. It's an Emmy. We're getting an Emmy. Okay. Yeah. Right. Cool. I'm I'm excited to see our Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> It'll look good in my trophy case of all of my. Goon League soccer trophies and medallions. <laughs> well, Kevin, we I, I hope your thumb gets better sooner rather than Me later. Two. Did you Me get anything? Three. Did you get anything else, Kevin? Anything else? Cool drugs. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not yet. I mean, I've, I've gotten a, I've gotten a couple games here and there, and you know, I, you know, shit, you just don't need. Oh, uh, yes, one other thing actually. Um, I got a. Uh, I've been calling it the Munch Box because I think that's a lot funnier. <laughs> but I think it's called Munch Addict. But it's one of those, you know, monthly, you know, subscription boxes. But it's all I'm like snacks, intrigued. right? Aww, it's all like it. snacks and stuff. Um, oh, that was not what I was hoping for. I know, uh, but it's like <laughs> it's snacks from like around the world, and it came with a lot of really cool and goofy shit. Oh, did Erickson turn you on to this? No, I, it just sort of scrolled across my, my Facebook feed. And I was like, hmm. you know what? That sounds kind of fun. And my, my favorite things so far um, have been this uh, chocolate-covered like rice snack. It's like a uh, – it looks like a, a just a giant um, Cheerio. But, and it tastes kind of like a Cocoa Puff. But the chocolate on the outside, instead of being a dry powder, is an actual like – as though somebody took like a spray bottle of chocolate to it. Uh, these fettuccine shaped gummies that are like a Haribo cola, but it's a bourbon and cola flavored. 
uh, they're listening. delicious. I'll I'll send a few pictures. Um, and then this thing called Boo Lubu or Bubu Lubu or Bubba Lubba. I don't know. But anyway, it's marshmallow and strawberry uh, coated with chocolate. Uh, mm-hmm. It tastes basically what I always get at um, Culver's for a nice. for a you know one scoop Sunday, <laughs> right? Whatever it's called, it sounds like a good nickname for Rob. <laughs> hey, that's accurate. Weird. All right, cool. Game on. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, that sounds. Now I want candy. God damn it, Kevin. I'll, I'll, to- I'll see if uh, I'll see if there's a referral code or something. If anybody wants one. <laughs> okay. Oh yes, please. Are these are these world are these like worldwide snacks? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of Asian ones, uh, some goofy, like Finnish ones. Oh now I want Pocky. Now I want a Finn. Mm. I don't know. That looks delicious. He sent us a photo, and I'm looking at all the yummy oh, yummy really? snacks. Oh, I haven't. Okay, okay, okay. Hang on. It, you know, oh. once again. Neat. Anything else? Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. I got to know about the Winky Bar. Visual gag on your podcast. <laughs> um, it's good. It's like um, it's like a Milky Way, uh, but the nougat is a little chocolatier, like uh, a Three Musketeers, and then has chunks of toffee in it. Uh, it's nice. super good. Get in my mouth right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kevin, would you please place your Winky in uh, Nick's mouth? Yes, please. Shut, yes. Up, and put it, shut up and put it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love you both uh, so much. All right, yeah, that looks. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, it looks delicious. I it it does. Uh, 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 Kevin, can we post this picture in the show notes the, of the snacks? Yeah, yeah. All right, just making sure we got permission first. But this yeah, looks absolutely. lovely. Maybe it'll be the picture for the show itself. <laughs> yes. I'm I'm a little uh, concerned about the layer cake. I haven't tried that yet, but it's uh, pandan flavored, which is like an herb thing. Um, huh. The salsa getty uh, looks and sounds like it would be disgusting, but when I tried it, it's really good. It just tastes like mango, uh, like gummy straws, but with uh, just a little bit of a heat to it. Huh. Oh. Interesting. I'm in. Um, yeah. The... Those things kind of in the upper left by the rice snacks. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll send you a picture of that too. It has absolutely no English on it to tell me what the fuck it is. <laughs> besides, besides the flavor, which is egg flavor. So I don't know what it is, but I'm excited to try it and see it if it's disgusting. Like it tastes egg, like eggs. Egg Apparently. Flavor. Alrighty, and it looks like some nuts and some rice. Or, I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe it's like a sesame stick. We'll find oh, out. Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah 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 yeah. Very, very yep. Could be. Could be. This looks what delicious. The fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it also I'm came so with a can of weird lime, uh, like coal, like some kind of soda that I'm pretty excited to try. Nice. Sure. That looks awesome. I want some. One in my mouth right now. Um, Rob, you got anything? Especially Kevin's winky. Um, no, I've got nothing. You got nothing. Well, uh, I got like the ultimate thing in the past couple weeks, and I'm like, I did I'm get more... my computer fixed. Yay! I am. I'm talking to everyone from my actual computer, and uh, Yay. Yeah, Yay. Did, Graham, to... did Graham help you? He did. 
He did. Awesome. Thanks. Graham. I said, I just, I felt that I had to throw his name out there in the show. We haven't yeah. said it. In a oh while, yeah, so. yeah. 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 Like he's um, the most referenced human. Yeah. I he think. absolutely is. He absolutely is 100% on this show anyways. Um, so I am I am more giddy than a than a school child on uh, Christmas Day or whatever uh, holiday. I you you, on crystal meth. That too. Um, <laughs> my Fun ultimate family. my ultimate kind of dream is happening with something that I'm going to purchase, and I actually took my tattoo money that I was saving, and I'm going to purchase this other thing. So I met a gentleman on. Uh, the replica prop forum Facebook page. Um, his name is Sean, uh, and he lives in. I'm going to hopefully pronounce this right. Barnsley, England, which is near near Shetfield in Leeds. Oh, sounds a, fancy. And, and he yeah, needs he, Nick's kidneys. No, I would not give up both of them. I may give up one because <laughs> you need at least one to live. All right, um, cool. We know you're a whore. We're just haggling over price now. Got it. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so he's a retired tattoo artist. He used to own like three shops and a piercing shop and he's retired. Um, so now he makes props. He 3d prints props and makes actual functioning props. Uh, and he's been working on and posting these photos of his cr- latest creation, which is a 3d printed and actually fully functional, uh, pulse rifle from aliens, the M 41 a pulse rifle. I was like, Hey, I was like, Hey, would you, would you like be consider selling this? And he's like, well, maybe, I don't know. And then finally he was like, yeah, I'll sell it. You know, I'll, I'll make you one, blah, blah, blah. And first of all, he is doing a lot of extra work on it and doing a phenomenal, he's like, he sends me pictures almost every day about everything's printing. He's like, Oh, and I'm going to do this for you. And I'll just put this together. Cause it'll be easy. And when I say this thing is fully functional, the uh, grenade launcher actually cocks and makes a noise. The trigger actually pulls on the grenade launcher. And uh, it you fires can, actual pulses. It absolutely does. Um, it The charging handle on the rifle part works. The safety <laughs> on the rifle works. Uh, you can wire up some electronics to it to make the counter work, uh, which I'm working with another friend of mine to do all the electronics. Oh, um, he's not doing the electronics? No, because he's just reprinting the, 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 the frame. So... Yeah, it. Uh, I'm like super giddy, and he's like super nice and a super big nerd. And we were geeking out about like props and stuff. And I said jokingly, I said, you know, after you're done with this, you should do a you should do a 3D printed version of the original Blade Runner pistol. And he sends me a video of a fully functional Blade Runner pistol that he's already 3D printed. Awesome. <sighs> yeah. So like, I'm like, I I can't express to him enough through just text about how excited I am. And he actually started listening to the show, so now he can actually hear me say how excited Aww. I am about this. Now oh. I kind of feel bad about making fun of you. Well, you make fun of me in every episode, so it's your, it's your, uh, you know, it, whatever. I mean, it is, it is, uh, it's my brand. It is, and it's just funny that you keep thinking the joke's funny. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you're welcome. But anyways, so Sean, I am, I'm like, seriously, I, I, I am so excited about getting this thing. Uh, and hopefully we'll have it in the next couple weeks and then I'm going to start putting it together and I'm going to be super excited. Yeah. Sean, I'm, he's actually an asshole in real life. Don't believe a word he says on the sh- I'm kidding. He's, I've already Nick, told him I'm an asshole. He knows yeah, that. He knows Nick, that. So 
for all the joking we do on this show, I actually love both of you very much. And I know that I come off as an asshole way too often. Right. Which is why uh, same. I mean, obviously we, we both, we, I mean, obviously that's how this group works. Um, I wouldn't let anybody else get away with those kind of things if I didn't uh, care for you deeply, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you that. You're welcome. Kevin, I love you too. I love you, you too, man. Because you get me. Like this morning, you proved how you got me. <laughs> What'd you get him? Clips. That's all I got to say. Clips. For oh, a gun? Was the, no, his, <laughs> his post was named. <laughs> Thing I don't like, and I just put the word clip in quotation marks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes my answer so much better. I love it. Yes. And I, I had an audible. I know you pretty well, too. I, uh, I had an audible uh, laugh at work when I read it, so it was good times. Um, and then I was like, you get me. Um, so, anyways, any, that that's my big nerd grab, and I'm I'm so stoked. I'm not going to, I, I don't have the words to express my excitement. Like it's, I can't, I'm giddy with, Oh, uh, and be the W Nick. I sent you a link. I, I might be able to figure out this counter thing. Oh, might you? Depending oh. upon, depending upon the size of the rifle and how big that, uh, that card is. Uh, I can, but it's an idea you. and I, I might be able to, to figure something out. Um, Rob, he, he wants to rig it so that it has like when you pull the trigger, there's sound. And I said, you know, for the most part, that's easy. All I'd have to do is, you know, take the electronics out of like a toy blaster that has that. But then he mentioned that he wants like in the, on the top, like a counter for the ammo. Um, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like the that is harder. <laughs> that's a little more yeah, advanced than be. I could do, but I found something that I, I, I might be able to rig that. Yeah, the I forgot to mention that the magazine also drops out of this rifle, and the way that a lot of people set up when they do these kind of props is that uh, if you know the rifle, that when you load in the magazine, it loads up to 95 because that's how many bullets it has. And so I want the counter to go from 95 to zero uh, as you pull the trigger and make the noise. And he's actually cutting out spots for the speakers, to, So he's, like, cutting everything out for, like, all the, the internal wiring and everything that you need. Um, like I said, he's way above and beyond. And for the price that I'm getting it at, it is unbelievable because most the cheapest I've ever seen something like this go is five hundred, six hundred bucks, and that's for like damaged goods. Um, if you like normally they're you know six, seven, eight, twelve hundred dollars, and I'm not paying anywhere near any of that price. And so I'm getting a fucking sweet deal. So if you want to check out his progress, Check out Replica Prop Forum on the old Facebook and uh, just look at any, if you find the pulse rifle pictures, those are his mostly. Um, so, yeah. what's it called? The Replica Prop Forum. They actually have a lot of stuff and like it's very helpful community if you're like, hey, I'm working on this thing and I, the forum actually, there's a website. I believe it's still up. They, there was something that happened a few years ago where they had to like, their website got hijacked. So they were a real popular supportive group about, Hey, I'm working on this project. And like people just showing off stuff that they're working on and um, people being helpful saying, Hey, I've run into this problem. Anybody have any suggestions or help? And a lot of people are very, you know, forthcoming with, Oh yeah, I had that same problem. And uh, it's a very supportive group for prop making. Um, so I highly, highly recommend it. Good. Cause I'm trying to build a cipher from Strider and I could use some help. 
Yeah, and they and if if you if you don't like if you say, "Hey, I'm looking for these particular things," they'll be able to direct you to the place that you need to get it from. Um, so, yeah, anyways. Um, anything else anybody wants to talk about? Any pro- promos, throwouts, tossouts, shoutouts, blowouts? Oh, God, blowouts. Um, all right, well, so I was in the bathroom this morning. And, did, you, uh, did, you blow your, did you blow your O-ring? <laughs> no, I, I was literally just going to stop the story there because it's not funnier if you explain it. I wasn't going to explain it. I was just asking if you blew your O-ring. No. Oh, okay. Well, that's good because that probably would have hurt. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, Kevin, you got anything to promote? YouTube.com slash Friendship Smuggler. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order is still going. Uh, Fable should be up soon. We were supposed to by now be starting our Cyberpunk 2077, but that got pushed back to September, so fuck me, I guess. Because the game's not out yet, or the game got pushed back to September. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I th- oh yeah, I did hear about that, which I was sad about because I was actually thinking about buying that because it looked like a fucking awesome game. It does look like a fucking awesome game. Um, I thought well, we can maybe talk about it off air in another episode. But I thought there was some controversy around it or something. But are you gonna do a? Here's a question. Yeah, for you, you can make a trans character, and people are up in arms that's, about that. That's also what it was. you can't romance Keanu Reeves, and people are up in arms about that. Well, it was it was the right former rather than the former rather than the latter that I was concerned was talking about. Um, are you going to do an episode of um, a winner's you with Mortal Kombat Eleven? Um, you know, with the new expansion, I might because um, I'm pretty excited that RoboCop is joining it as well as they're bringing <laughs> back uh, uh, friendship finishers. <laughs> Those are the best. I'm not gonna lie. I plugged so many quarters into a Mortal Kombat machine at the bowling alley in Apple Valley. Uh, I probably put some kids through some some creator's kid through college with the amount of quarters I pumped through that thing. Well, if we got nothing else, anybody last call? No, sweet. All right, this has been best threesome episode. Uh, fuck me, best threesome <laughs> episode. <laughs> That's what happens best when I try to talk. Episode. That's what happens when I try to talk and read something at the same time. Uh, this has been Best Threesome Ever, episode 104, brought to you by Heroic Goods and Games. Check them out at heroicgoodsandgames.com. Good reading, Minneapolis. You're welcome. Um, that actually was off the top of my head. I was staring at a picture of Stan Lee. They're located <laughs> in Minneapolis. They're, they're still doing, they're still doing, starting to do curbside pickups and whatnot. You can order online. They are revamping their store, so if it looks like their inventory is a little smaller, um, they are redoing their website, so just give it uh, a moment or two, and they'll they'll get a new website up. So uh, that'll do it for us. I'm Nick. I'm Rob. I'm Kevin. There and you are. we will see you on the flip side. The views held here by the nerds of Best Threesome Ever do not directly reflect the views of nerds everywhere. (laughs) 